Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2015. This is Sanjay talking about Steps 10 and 11. My name's Sanjay, I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hi Sanjay. Um, I want to thank this group for asking me to share at this uh, 12 Steps Weekend. Um, it's an honour and privilege to be of service to AA. <coughs> when I'm asked... I'm always reminded that my primary purpose now is to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. You know, and um, so I want to thank the guys and um, just want to start off actually with a step 11 prayer. So if people know it, please join in. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-getting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to an eternal life. Amen. And the reason I say that prayer is because um, I'm going to talk about 10 and 11. But before we get to 10 and 11, everyone this weekend would have heard about steps 1 through to 9. So very briefly, my story, step 1. Yeah, I came in the rooms on January 13, 2005 for a disease I didn't know I had. My solution to life, which was alcohol and other substances, had stopped working. There was a big book on my pillow in that rehab. I had no idea what that was about. But I went to my first meeting and what I got was hope. And I tried everything before I came in. Everything. I just thought I had a problem. And the reason, you know, just certain things in my life had gone wrong, whatever. But I was identified into the fact that I had an illness. And it centers in my mind. And then my life was unmanageable. And the whole rest of the steps about finding that power and finding a solution. And that's what you'd have heard this weekend, people talking about their experiences of going through these steps, which is a program of recovery. You know, and I identify myself as a recovered alcoholic from that hopeless condition of mind and body, but I'm not cured. What I have to do, and what we're now going to do in 10, 11 and 12, is not only maintain, but grow. You know, and what I needed was power, and I needed power quickly. And I'm so grateful to my first sponsor to take me through these steps thoroughly but quickly because he knew I needed a solution before my obstacles would come up you know and um, and that's what happened for me you know so by this time in the steps I'd had my spiritual awakening the noise in my head stopped at step seven when I did the step seven prayer and the beautiful people this morning talked about that about how to do six and seven and in the 12 and 12 it goes into more detail these are our basic textbooks the big book I've got a little pocket version and the 12 and 12 so I suggest if you're new to get a copy you know, and um, so step 10, you know, when I got to step 10, as I said, the noise in my head had stopped. But my sponsor was very clear about what we do because the clear cut directions are in the book. You know, and um, he explained to me that, uh, you know, I had to now continue to look for selfishness and self centeredness. I had to continue to do personal inventory on myself. The beautiful thing is now for me is that I now have a conscious contact with that higher power. And so certain things, because I'd had this psychic change, this awakening at the first time around. I was three months in. You know, I came in on January 13th, 2005, broken, morally, mentally, 
financially, spiritually. And by about April, after I did my step seven, I remember taking the book down and the, the noise went and I rang a member and he said, welcome. You know, I couldn't do other things that, things that I used to do, which was, you know, lie, cheat, manipulate. You know, if I'd got change, extra change in the supermarket, I used to take that. I couldn't do that anymore. You know, these are little things, little tests of my new, new conscious contact with a higher power. You know, and the book is very specific about what we do, you know, and I'll, and I'll start what it says. This thought brings us to step 10. So what we've just done is step nine. So I've been let loose on the world to go and make my amends. And then we've just read the step nine promises. So this thought brings us to step 10. So these are the promises. So we have to now, it says, continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness. You know, this is for me all about growth. Continue, as I said, to watch for selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty and fear. You know, when, we, when these crop up, we ask God at months to remove them. You know, and um, there's clear-cut questions at night as well. You know, that's in step 11. But in step 10, really, is just a spot check. How am I going through the day? And people talk this morning about traffic. That's a great test for me as well. You know, I can do a prayer, go out in traffic, and then I'm an idiot, right? I could pull the finger out. Does it make me sit right? Uh, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel better, but it doesn't sit right. You know, and um, if I go at work, you know, and I get irritated by people at work and restless and discontent, that's another good test. And I, I'm in the sales game, so customers will uh, test me. Again, am I in fit spiritual condition? You know, and this, this program is more about more than just stopping drinking for me. This is about, for me, a lot of it growing up. Now, I came in here as a little kid with prey to that, and we talked about bedevilments earlier, that prey to that emotional nature. For me, too much praise and too much criticism is bad for me. I can't, I can't live in those extremes. You know, I just have, and what this, this program does, these, these are disciplines, by the way, now. These are disciplines that I have to practice. They get me right-sized. You know, and I'm and I'm reminded, you know, by, by good people around me that uh, I need an ego, but I just have to be right side. What I used to have was a monster truck tire size. I just need a, a little holding size. That's all. Because you know, my personality doesn't go away. You know, I, I am I'm comfortable trying to now be more comfortable in my own skin. You know, and trying to be the person that I'd always wanted to be, to be that son, to be that brother, to be that father now, to be that employee. You know, just to be an adult, to be honest. <laughs> you know, so I'm not prey to that emotional nature all the time. So step 10 for me is that spot check stuff. How am I going throughout that day? You know, and in the mornings, you know, we, um, you know, it says in step 11, sort through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. So if I've got to improve something, I must have it. So hopefully by this step, you must have had some kind of spiritual experience or spiritual awakening. You know, and because um, I'm going to improve that conscious contact. If not, we go back. And the whole reason I'm doing steps four through to nine is because I made a third step decision. I got on my knees with my sponsor, and I remember I flinched, but I did it anyway because I was gone, bodily and mentally. Drinking had stopped working for me, so I surrendered to this process in step one, and. Yes, I was insane. The things I did in my drinking were insane. So I had to be brought, you know, come to believe in a power that can restore me to sanity. 
And then I'm asked to turn that will and life over to the new power source. And that one I now choose to call God, 10 years down the track. In the early days, I didn't call it God. I called it the power of the group. The whole reason I'm doing steps four through to nine is to, is, to, is to go back to the step three and enlarge that decision. Because I've made that decision, turn my will and life over. And that means turn my will and life over to the care of God. You know? And it means turn, not hand over. I hear hand over a lot. I don't hand over. I turn over. And what it means is, is I try and live by principles of love and tolerance and kindness. Things that are anathema to me. In my disease, in my alcoholism, I was a liar, a cheat, and a thief. I was dishonest. I was never honest. You know, and um, I'd say a half-truth, a semi-truth, an outright lie to get you to do something for me. I was very much the actor, as it talks about in the book. You know, I pre- presented my stay character to the world in my, in my work affairs, in my home affairs, in my personal affairs. And I only allowed you to see what you wanted to see. I didn't let anybody in. And that's how I operated. And I was never honest. I was never open-minded and I was never willing to do anything. Because guess what? (laughs) It talks about in our book very beautifully. I'm driven by fear and I'm driven by selfishness and self-centeredness. I was a taker. And I took and I took and I took. You know, so by this time... As I said, you know, I've gone out and made my amends, and this thought brings us to step 10, and I look for spectacular retreat. I'm now turning my will and my effort to the care of God, and I'm now trying to improve that conscious contact with my higher power and God. And I make no apologies for this. This is about God of your own understanding. That's what the program of AA is about. You know, and um, I was reminded by my sponsor this morning as I was asking him what I should talk about, and he said, just remember what Bill Wilson said about AA as a group, you know, um, and it's from pamphlet 35. He just wants me to re- reiterate this, you know. Freedom from alcohol through the teaching and practice of the 12 steps is the sole purpose of an AA group. So the 12 steps in the program recovery is the sole purpose of an AA group, the practicing and teaching. And I'm so grateful that those people that gave it to me in the early days... Um, gave me the program of recovery. It wasn't a fellowship of sobriety that I landed in. You know, if it was, I don't think I'd be standing here today, you know, and uh, my story is, I, you know, I did rest on my laurels with this stuff. I didn't, you know, and things happened in my life and I was given more challenges. Life will come at me. I'm either dominating life or life's dominating me. As I said, I'm never right-sized. I'm prey to that emotional nature. I'm full of fear. I'm prey to misery and depression. Oh, woe is me, you know, all that self-pity. So what I now do in Step 11, Step 11 is massive for me, massive. The first time around, I was just told to do the three prayers. Step three prayer, which I've done with my sponsor, it's in the book. Step seven prayer, it's in the book. And Step 11 prayer out of the 12 and 12. You know, that's all I, all I had to do was t- to do that to make a beginning. But for me, for me, what's happened is I've become a seeker, a spiritual seeker. Because once I had that psychic change, as I talked about, and found a new power source and found God, I couldn't get enough of this stuff. And I found books that are complementary to, not instead of. I still do the 12 steps, but I do a lot of complementary stuff to seek spiritual uh, progress. You know, I'll do mantra meditation now, I'll get on my knees, I'll go to yoga, I'll go to 
and meditation retreats and uh, all that other stuff. And it's, you know, and it's a beautiful way to have that conscious contact improved and be given you know, tips and tricks in, in terms of getting in my knees every day and praying. In the beginning, I used to do that thing of two minutes in the shower. This was many years ago. <laughs> and think that's enough. And then somebody said to me, Sanjay, how much time did you have with God this week? Oh. You know, because I come to a meeting, I'm irritable and restless and discontent and I'm spewing my stuff out in a meeting. They don't need to hear that. Someone pulls me inside and says, how much time do you have with God? Yeah. What happens is always for me is I'm pulling away from that third step decision. You know, and so now I try and make it at least 10 or 15 minutes <laughs> in the morning, at least, just to set my, set my mind right. You know, but there's very clear-cut directions. We ask those questions, as it says, you know, and uh, some members of our group wrote, wrote out a little, little way of um, doing the step 11, and uh, you know, it's a great way of checking it off and in the morning and, and awakening, and step 11 suggests repairing it. Where was I resentful, selfish, dishonest? Ask those questions, it says in our book. Do I own apology? Have I kept something to myself? Was I kind and loving toward all? I can do this check at the, in the evening. I do it at the moment. My experience is I do it when I'm in pain. You know, because I, I am lazy. I do want the easier, softer way. But then I get kicked into going onto the right path. It just means, you know, um, that I just have to, get, <laughs> have to get back onto it. You know, and... Um, and then in the morning, you know, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially that divorce from self-pity and self-dishonest and self-seeking motives. You know, and that's what I try and do. And I think for our plans, and if they're from the previous night, I would, if I've got to make amends, I've got to go out and make amends. Nowadays, I don't have to make that many amends. I had a really thorough step four. I had pages and pages of step four in, in the beginning. I think that's why I probably had that awakening. I didn't leave anything. But nowadays I do have things that crop up, you know. And as I said, I've become a seeker in this process and um, I can't get enough of prayer and meditation. Um, you know, and it's um, only for the knowledge of his will for and the power to carry that out. Sometimes I don't know what God's will is for me, but it's sometimes just doing the right action. It's just doing the action. You know, and that could be as simple as just getting on my knees and praying that day well, guess what? Picking up the phone and helping a newcomer. You know, getting out of self. For me, this whole program is about the death, the death of self. You know, because I am all I think about. <laughs> you know, and um, that's how I used to operate. You know, and um, me, I'm not a good life manager. I was 34 when I came into this program. And I came in on the back of a suicide attempt because, as I said, my solution, which is drinking, had stopped working. You know, I, I identify with Bill's story. He had arrived when he first started drinking. I had arrived. You know, brief snapshot. It's the West End in London. It was all the party scene. I had arrived. I was telling a member earlier, all I knew about those places was I ended up in the toilets, I ended up in sordid places. I didn't want to end up in places I got arrested or everything else. Also, I, uh, I reached the jumping-off place 20 years later. You know, and um, you know, I needed I needed a new power source. You know, I needed I needed God, and that's the only solution I offer through the through the twelve steps of AA. There was another solution. I thought the rehab were going to 
teach me how to drink normally. No, Sanjo, there's the rooms of AA and there's the 12 steps and there's a big book. We suggest you have a plan when you leave here that you get a sponsor and you start working these steps. You know, and that's what I did. I, I surrendered to this process, you know, and, uh, and I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm grateful now that I'm part of a home group. My home group's a deal men's group on a Sunday night. I have a sponsor. He has a sponsor. We're very structured and disciplined about working through the big book and uh, we go into the history and we go into the 12 and 12 and we go into As Bill Sees It. We're very literature-based in our meetings and that's because, you know, no human power. It means what this has been written down It's worked for 80 years and I've just experienced um, this fellowship overseas on the Atlanta Convention. I was just telling somebody earlier I felt the power of AA when I was there. And through the grace of God, you know, and through the, you know, which has been an honor and privilege, I was asked to go and share at a convention in Colorado. How does that happen? A little kid from North London who had nothing, came in with nothing. I was about to kill myself. And 10 years later, he's out carrying a message. You know, this program has enabled me to become the person that I'd always really wanted to be. But I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to live. You know, and... Um, you know, we talk about the amends process and everything else. Things happened in my life a couple of years ago. Next week, I'll be going back to England, taking my little six-year-old girl to see my parents. And on the flight, will be will be my ex-partner, Penny, because I'll be making some amends to her. You know, and just as Erin spoke and the others spoke about making amends, you know, it's the most, most freeing thing that I could ever do. Forgiveness. We just talked about it in that prayer. It's better to forgive that than to be forgiven you know and that's a beautiful thing to do you know and I was always told when I'm doing this, especially 10 and 11 how free do you want to be how free do you want to be I'll leave it there thank you information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au thanks for letting us share